0: Welcome to this week's episode of EJ Nerds Debates. I'm Eric Guerta, as always, with Jordan and Angie, continuing our discussion in the world of nerds. Jordan,
1: hey guys! So Eric thought it would be funny this week after I said that I think Spider-Man's a overrated character, which he is. Um, that we would discuss some of our favorite Spider-Man. Uh, characters and villains, movies, and just kind of really have a good, solid discussion about my favorite superhero. Um, So, uh, E, if you want to start us off, uh, we're going to go through our favorite Spider-Man. Character, actor, whatever you want to go with. Uh, Get us going, brother.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the most recent one, Tom Holland, because I feel he fits the teen genius how spider-man was designed by stan lee fits the best he's got the quick wit he's got the smarts he's a good peter parker and spider-man combined and i feel that is the perfect combination for that type of role and it might just also be the types of movies and that he's been in that fit it but
1: well i mean having marvel backing you up doesn't hurt
0: no but it's also also sony i mean sony has that control too so absolutely um but that is uh, that is my number one spider-man right there just because of again those reasons i listed and it's just he just just plays the role really good Uh,
1: Eric, my favorite Spider-Man is actually also a recent one, but it's the one from Sony's Marvel Spider-Man. Kind of went out of the box with this one. Um, For me, you know, my biggest gripe with the character is his supreme intelligence and scientific ability and stuff like that. And the fact that he had all these things seemed so far-fetched for a teenager. And if you play the game, he's more of a middle-aged Spider-Man. And I think that's what I liked most about it was that it was believable that his intelligence was, you know, far superior than most people and that he was a superior scientist and he had all these powers um, figured out. And I think he was probably the most realistic and probably the most grounded, Um, you know, just to know about the game, not as much about the Spider-Man character itself. But I just also appreciated the fact that A, the game didn't be over the head with a love story and B, that it. Um, the mechanics on it were smooth. You know, with that Peter Parker, you felt like he was Spider Man in his prime. And, you know, to be able to go swinging through New York City was really cool. And to have that ability to do that so effortlessly. And now, you know, they had come out with the Miles Morales game. So I should tell you how successful it was. But my actual number one Spider Man is actually Marvel's or Sony's Marvel's Spider Man. I think that's the name of the title of the game but so and
0: the one that was the one that was launched a, a couple years ago
1: uh i think it was only like two years I ago know. dude i think it's 2019 it came out or 2018 maybe it was 2018 i think so yeah but yeah. uh that game was great
0: that was that was fun um that was a good that was a good game and good call there um
1: I wanted to go with uh, uh, Spider-Verse. in you know, the Spider-Verse. I really wanted to, like, pick, like, you know, Spider-Pig. But I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, that's a, I mean, there's, you could choose a lot in that one. But you also have, uh, I mean, that's where the Miles Morales came in. Uh, yeah. So... It sort of sort of worked out well. Uh, interesting. Yep. I have yet to so, play the Miles Morales game, though. So,
1: it's I've played it. It's it's a okay. So again, another good thing about storytelling in that game is that they do a good job of not making it feel like a copycat. And one of the coolest things is Miles Morales obviously doesn't he doesn't have it figured out. So one of the things they did was they changed the swinging style. It feels less controlled because he doesn't really know how to be Spider-Man yet and how to swing on a web like that. Um, so they did little nuances like that that made it feel like you were playing as a different character instead of a, just a different skin, essentially.
0: Okay, so... What's checking out? The web, the web control is like the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire where he is trying to swing the web and it goes right into the billboard.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of, and it's more cartoonish. It's more colorful. Um, it takes place during Christmas time, so New York City's under snow. Um, it's it's cool. It's kind of short. I wish they wouldn't have charged like full price for it because it really wasn't worth a full price game. Um, but yeah, essentially, Peter Parker is on vacation. I think is the story, and Miles Morales steps in and tries to make it seem as effortless. Like Peter's not gone, but it's it's clear he is.
0: Got it. All right,
1: but uh, so what about uh, your favorite Spider-Man movie, Eric? Where you're gonna go?
0: So I know last week I put, I put the newer ones in my top five, but just because of what I look for in a movie. But as far as the actual Spider-Man, I'm gonna go to the original trilogy or the first three that they did with Spider-Man Two, mainly because of how they utilized. Doc Docked in that movie. I thought... I thought they portrayed it perfectly compared to the comics and cartoon shows that he was in. It was very similar. There wasn't much... Many things that changed, and it just had a better... I just think it, was, it just had a better feel than all the other ones. Um, and that includes the MCU... The amazing Spider Man's. I just feel Spider Man 2 is the best of them because of that. Um, Better action, better story, arguably better villain.
1: I'm surprised you didn't go with Spider Man 3 and the quality of that movie.
0: I almost equate that to Godfather 3. Yeah. Just existence.
1: (laughs) I think Tobey Maguire wished it would too. Because it kind of killed his acting career. Yeah. Um, so I actually had that of mine too. Um, and I'll just throw into one of the things I loved about that movie as well uh, was Harry and how he. you could start to see him going down the dark path of his dad in that one. Um, you know, he starts having visions of his dad at the end of the movie. And, you know, it. I appreciate the fact that they didn't just make Harry instantly bad. He was struggling with the death of his father. And you know led to his own version of going insane just like his dad did but for the sake of argument i'm gonna actually go with spider-man far from home most recent one um and i'll tell you what i loved about that movie was the fact that it it had a tie-in of tony stark you know Hugh felt the loss of tony stark and they did such a good job of just making the character feel the weight of that loss you know and not just him but everybody in the movie whether it's happy or m a um you know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know where they were going to take the movie. Um, I appreciated Jake Gyllenhaal being the villain in that movie. I think he did an awesome job. I didn't think he'd ever could play like a psychopath, kind of badass nerd, but he pulled it off.
0: I mean, was, um, you, he, I didn't really care for the movie, but I think they casted him as Mysterio because of his role in Nightcrawler.
1: Could be, yeah, that's a good he call. Where
0: played that. Kind of darkish, obsessive type character.
1: Well, see. So what I loved about the movie was it showed progression. Again, I'm not somebody. I've made it known. I don't like the high school version of Spider-Man. So I appreciate the fact that they took the high school element out of it and took the characters in a different area. Um, I loved a lot of the character development. And as much as I'm, we'll probably get into it later. But I'm not a fan of Zendaya's MJ. but I even appreciated her character development in the movie. I think it did a good job of taking what they started with Far From Home and creating it, and I don't know. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the action sequences were awesome. I love the drone fights at the end of the movie with Spider-Man. I thought that was really cool, where he just goes down that little alley and is just wrecking drones. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, again, Spider-Man 2 is probably my favorite, but honestly, I love Far From Home. So I'm gonna go with that as my second slash one A favorite movie.
0: That's a great one. Um, I, with that, I mean, like I said last week, um, Homecoming and Far From Home were that three A three B type deal for me. Uh, but yeah, the how they tied in because uh, Far From Home kicks off Phase Four of the MCU, so that had a really make it count, and they did.
1: Um, and can we talk about J. Jonah Jameson coming back at the end? Oh That was so good.
0: Yeah, I think that caught a lot of people off guard in the... In the oh, yeah. and Dude, I, I died. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I was amazed by that, and then you also look at and kind of going back to endgame, two Where you saw the at the end credits, there where he is, where he, Spider Man is looking at the mural of Tony Stark. And immediately in that end credits scene, you're thinking, okay, phase four. And you can almost immediately feel that he has that pressure.
1: Yeah, that, that weight of that father figure slash friend not being there. That's that. I think that's why I think I almost like it better than Homecoming just because I think Tom Holland has to do more acting in that movie, and I, I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, so. I, did, I did forget to touch on that. Um, I think overall his acting range for that movie blows Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield out of the water.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Though I mean, I'm not going to mention it, but man, Andrew Garfield, I think, doesn't get enough credit. Um, I know this is kind of off topic from where we're at, but those movies weren't very good. And Andrew Garfield's kind of like 48 years old, so he, he, they went from like one extreme to the other, back to the other. Um, but he actually is a pretty good Spider Man, I think he's probably the most sensible. It's just everything around him, I think, in those movies weren't very good. I, I I don't think I can remember a single thing about the first one. And I, I just remember Jimmy Fox and that trash GI they had, but all right. So we've covered that. Definitely great uh, the, that. Uh, the next topic is the villain. Do you want to go first? Cause I, I feel like we're going to pick the same person.
0: I don't know. Um, go ahead and give me your Z. So we're kind of staying in the new realm. Um, Maybe it's because I love the actor a lot, but also, but I'm also interested to see how they progress with it. Vulture. I loved Michael Keaton's portrayal as Vulture. It was so perfect. He just plays the suburban dad so well, Secret Life. And then just this becomes badass armor flying vulture (laughs) with insane weapons from the Battle of New York. And the way they utilized him and the end credit scene in Homecoming, it sets up for him coming back, which I believe he's coming back in three.
1: Um, I think they're bringing the Sinister. I'm just going to say now, I think they're bringing the Sinister six.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm excited for for Spider Man 3 because of who they're all bringing in, and hopefully, Vulture's a big part of this too.
1: So, uh, my, my obvious choice that I thought was I, William Defoe, um, Spider Man 1, Green Goblin. Um, I mean, could you pick a more creepy person? Like, I feel like when even when he smiles, he's scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just. Insanely creepy. Um, Absolutely great, great call there. Um, I thought yeah. about I thought about that, but I figured you might be going with it, or I
1: was either going to go him or Doctor Oct because I loved Alfred Molina too, and it's two different villains. I'll just Doctor Oct. He wasn't a bad guy. He was a good guy. It just you know the octopus arms took over and kind of controlled his mind, and ultimately he ended up kind of dying a hero. By taking the you know machine down with him, but Green Goblin man, just perfect casting. And it, again, in that movie, you know William was a bad guy just by looking at him. But there's a slow burn with it, and I love I love that slow burn to use a wrestling term, slow burn heel turn, where it's like it's not just immediately this is a bad guy. It's this is a guy that's confused, and that character Green Goblin is so wacky and insane. And it, it, I just appreciated the fact that they didn't just make William Dafoe insane because that would be the obvious choice is just to make him be what he's good at. Um, I love the fact, I love the battle they have. And one of the cool things about that movie is once he figures out Spider-Man is Peter Parker, this kid that he knows, it doesn't stop him from trying to kill him.
0: Yeah, it's the same yeah. as, it's almost the same as Vulture.
1: Yeah, yeah. and,
0: I, and Great scene, casting. That scene in the car, yeah, um, when he, yeah. When he's giving him the talk, <laughs> talk. people pulled
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I think they actually kind of. I think that's what they did with Michael Keaton. Is you take a, a kick-ass actor that's just good. You know, like you put Michael Keaton in any movie, he's gonna be great. You put William Dafoe in any movie, he's gonna be good. And then you give him a character with some nuance and some ability and some real build to the character. And, uh, yeah, uh, another little thing, too, he actually dies. Green Goblin doesn't magically come back. He, I mean, Harry has visions of him um, and whatnot, but I just always appreciate that if somebody in a movie dies, they die. <laughs> That's why one of the, the few things about the MCU I can't stand is characters just come back with the exception of poor, uh, poor Scarlet Witch's brother. I just, poor guy. <laughs> Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Thank you. Um, and hopefully not Black Widow and Tony. I, I hope they stay gone for a while. So. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right, so the last thing, you, this is yours. I, I I don't like love stories necessarily, but uh, you, who's your favorite? Is it MJ or is it Gwen? Or who, who's your favorite iteration of it? So,
0: definitely definitely prefer mj um i was in the movies there there's only two mjs but if you look at the video games and tv shows they've had there's multiple but i am maybe in the kind of film pop culture buff that i am i really like character development and that's why i picked zendaya as MJ and MJ over Gwen, because I feel you just get more, you just got more character development. Um, and because from homecoming to far from home, you saw the, and even at the end of homecoming, you saw the growth of of MJ in that movie when she became captain of the debate team and kind of all of a sudden, like. My friends call me MJ, and so she you can call me MJ. So it's like, okay, you guys are my friends, and then you just really start to see. You just it just develops so well, and that's why I picked it. So I, I appreciate it. I
1: appreciated the fact again that they didn't just immediately like each other. Like Tom Allen has to like work. Like he obviously likes her, but. It's not like, oh my god, I love you too. Like they it takes two full movies, full movies, for them to really realize that they actually really like each other. But uh so my pick, this is gonna be so unpopular. First of all, I wanna say I wanna like Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. I really do. She's a great actress. I just again those movies were so trash. I couldn't Oh, I can't believe I'm going to ever say this, but I'm going to go with Kirsten Dunst. So if I haven't upset every Spider-Man fan already, I'm about to. Um, I get it. She's supposed to be like a high school person slash early college person. And in the movies, she looks like she's 35. So does Tobey Maguire, in all honesty. Um, But again, I just appreciate the fact that you can see that they like, each other, and that Peter does have a big crush on her, um, and it just Spider-Man three. If we're gonna pretend like it doesn't exist, then let's pretend like it doesn't exist. Um, Spider-Man two, you know, she's supposed to get married to J Jonah J Jonah Jameson's son, yes, and she doesn't. And it's not until the very end of the movie where she leaves her wedding and she goes to Peter's apartment, where they finally like have that real big moment. And then I love that at the end she goes go save the world Spider-Man or go be Spider-Man or something like that. And that was like her way of saying I, of course I knew it was you. And again was there any more iconic kiss than that upside down and the rain kiss from those two with Spider-Man 1?
0: I was gonna say I was, I was on mute actually. Um, but I was gonna say kind of looking back it is sort of Cheesy. <laughs> nah. it's so hooky but yeah it's iconic um
1: it's, yeah
0: I, I will say that but it's so it's so so cheesy yeah it, it was
1: like just mop the cheese off a of fondue fountain type of cheese but again it i think when you look back on those movies again spider-man 3 notwithstanding um she is kind of an annoying character i get it i don't think Kristen dunce is all that great of an actress. Um, But
0: I felt the character was very entitled,
1: and she she was very very entitled and selfish. But I look at it from, especially in Spider-Man Three. Ugh. Um, But uh, again, I just I appreciate the fact that it it shows them not immediately being together, and there's these things in their way. And you know, one thing I didn't mention earlier is that I always love characters. And I think actually you mentioned it, where it, it, there's Peter Parker and then there's Spider-Man. And then there's that balance of, you know, how much Peter Parker is there and how much Spider-Man is there. You know, it's like the thing we're talking about with Batman, you know, how much of Batman is actually Bruce Wayne and how much of Bruce Wayne is actually Batman. And I, I will give you a lot of credit for saying Tom Holland because he does do a great job of that. But that's all I've got for the MJ debate again. Love stories.
0: It wasn't it wasn't much for the love stories. It was just something to throw in and because there is that debate too among Spider-Man's girlfriends so, uh, and, and stuff.
1: I've and, got I've got a question for you Eric on the fly and I know So where do you see So we talked about the new Spider-Man movie coming out. You know, where do you see that going? What direction do you predict they're going to take it in?
0: Honestly, I have no idea. Um, just because it seems like almost every day there's some new casting of an old character. Or the way it's going is, I think, To short answer is, I think I've got a major multiverse vibe from it. Um, sort of like the animated version, but not. Uh because of who's in it, but also, I have no idea. At the same time, uh,
1: I don't think they needed to bring back Garfield and Maguire, If that's the case, I don't, I don't, I don't think they needed to do that. I don't know what else they would have done, but I, I don't, I don't know. To me, the, those were so different, Spider Man, like Spider Man, Spider Man. Um,
0: right. I mean, but, they're, uh, they're all different. I guess. It, Said they're all different, yeah, like, like the Batman, like,
1: yeah, uh, the like, styles the, and... their sensibilities. Like, I, I can't even imagine them coming together to like have a battle. But again, that's like I mentioned earlier. The one thing I do want to see is I want to see a badass Sinister Six. And if you are going to tell me that we're going to get Venom and not the wonderfully active Tover Grace Venom, um, but Tom. Hardy's Venom I'm probably going to be on board you know I don't know how they're going to build the other ones up but you give me a good Sinister Six kind of like my idea with Green Lantern from uh, the first episode if you just give me a couple of kick-ass heroes and a group full of kick-ass villains and just let them beat each other to the death I'm there absolutely
0: um, yeah, no. I mean, I think they are going sinister st- six in Spider Man three. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, because Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock in, Sp- in Spider Man two, is in this. Um, they did announce that he's going to be here. Um, and you've already had, you've already had Vulture, you've already had Mysterio, and that's other, three. And the other ones you've had Doc Doc Ock. All it's missing is Craven. Sandman and Electro. Sandman will be interesting if they do that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: How I don't. They, do they tried to do it with Hayden. Hayden Christensen is his name, and I don't think it was bad necessarily. Like it just is played see, by
0: Hayden Christensen.
1: Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, and but he just I don't know. The Sandman character doesn't. All of the Sinister Six, he's probably the one I cared least about. I think if you give me a good, good go- green goblin, you know Jake, like you said, Jake Hall's Mysterio. Uh, I, I want to see those villains interacting. And then where does Venom fall? And all that.
0: I mean, considering Venom's not in the Sinister, Sinister Six anyway, he's more the anti-hero. I mean, as the. Soul, he's going to be as the movie, in the, the movie though.
1: Right? Rumored? Isn't that like the rumor?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so many rumors for it. I mean... yeah, you know, I think, honestly, we're just going to be finding out rumors until we, we see it. <laughs> I'm ready, dude. So, I know they're filming it now, so we'll find out more. But that does... but The Venom does lead into it. Um, So, I, and I wanted to do this uh, possible recast of Venom. Um... Not Tom Hardy because he did do a great job, but I'm talking about for the movie that should not be named Venom. Who would you who would you recast? Because Eric Foreman, Telfer Grace, come on.
1: So if I'm not, you're saying give you a different Venom? Yes. Um. God, I got to think of an actor. Um. I don't know why this name popped in my head because the person hasn't acted in forever, but it just seemed to click. Give me like, I don't, know, I don't even know how it worked. Give me Stephen Dwarf as Venom, the guy that played the villain in the Blade movie. I Don't know how that would work because I don't think he. I think he's old now, and he's not really that good of an actor. But I like that character in Blade, and I think if you took some of that same sensibilities of smart and crass but also on the edge of literally insanity because to your point venom is such an anti-hero but he doesn't have to be an anti-hero you know he's really only a hero whenever he's battling carnage (laughs) which oh my god i can't wait for that movie to come out um
0: yeah I'm, i'm excited for that
1: oh my god woody harrelson is carnage are you kidding me like,
0: Is, <laughs> yes, if he, bring, if he can bring a Tallahassee style vibe to Carnage, that'd be awesome.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And just cold Tallahassee Carnage versus Tom Hardy's just. Oh, yeah, I'm on board with that. But I, I again, I don't know why I'm going to say Stephen Dorff. There's probably 500 other actors that are better for that role. But uh, off the fly, I, I want to see that type of a venom, but I don't know. I just want to see. I think Tom Hardy's Venom is so good.
0: Right. I mean, knowing what we know now, obviously the choice would be Tom Hardy. That's why I'm excluding him from that yeah. list. But if you base it, if you base Venom off, if you base Eddie Brock Venom off the comic books, sort of like what you went with Steven Dorff, older, Dolph Lundgren.
1: Oh god! Oh god! Oh my god! I mean, he just
0: looks like he just looks like him though. It's sort of creepy. Um, he can still at, act. If you look at the comic, if you look at the comic uh, Eddie Brock and Dolph Lundgren, there there's a lot of similarities. Um, so that's interesting. But my main my main choice also older but plays. Plays an anti-hero pretty well, but also psychotic, obsessive at the same time. Very nerdy pick because of the shows and movies he was in. Doctor Who actor David Tennant. Yeah, dude. Give me that. I think he's perfect for that role. Because he can play that crass. He can play the a little smart-ass if needed, he can, sort of like Tom Holland, there's the range for Venom, and I think he can bring that to that role.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm on board with that. I haven't watched a lot of Doctor Who, but I've seen him in other stuff, and um, the thing about Venom too is that he's, he's kind of a loser in a lot of the iterations, you know? Like, he's, you know, that, that, that character is not, Eddie Brock's not, squeaky clean spider-man good guy you know he's kind of like a loser and um yeah give me somebody yeah like like, like, yeah like you you can tell he he knows there's good in him but he has no idea how to find it and you know what's gonna be made of him and that's why i i just i love that venom vibe i love the anti-hero i don't like heroes that are super squeaky clean like Spider-Man or Superman. I like that character where you know there's more to them than just being a good guy and that they've been through some stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely agree with that type of style. I mean, you have to have that portrayal, I mean kind of tied into a modern thing um, branding, marketing in the in the Amazon show The Boys. <laughs> oh my god I could do we need to do an neighbor. episode we need to do an
1: episode on the boys because yeah. I could talk all year about that show
0: yes it's a fantastic show but that's sort of what that what you just brought up reminded me of yeah <laughs> is that true uh, the squeaky clean images but also the sort of anti-heroes in a way or they're villains we don't know
1: <laughs> for sure for sure well Eric I've appreciated you bringing up my favorite superhero and letting me just gush about how much I love him on this episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime.
1: Yeah, man. I love you too.
0: I'm sure the favor will be returned soon.
1: Oh, don't you worry, sir. Don't you worry. In due time, friends. In due time.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of EJ Nerds Debate. I'm Eric Weirdo with Jordan Angie, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.